Land. This is Jeff Power, Senior Writer for Real-Time Fantasy Sports, and welcome to another edition of the Real-Time Fantasy Sports Podcast. In today's podcast, we're going to continue our position preview series, and we're going to be joined by Howard Bender of Fantasy Alarm, and he's also on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio, and he hosts a show on there with Jim Bowden, and he does a great job on Sirius XM, and he also provides some great content for the Fantasy Alarm. And we're thrilled to be joined by Howard once again, and he's going to help us get ready for the fantasy football season by previewing the receiver position with us today. Before I get to that, though, I did want to mention that here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports, you can sign up for all sorts of different fantasy football leagues. We have All-American Fantasy Football Leagues, which is a 12-team league, head-to-head format, live scoring, online draft. You can get in for $30 per team or three teams for $75. We also have Best Ball Leagues. These are highly popular leagues. Best Ball Leagues, you just do the draft, and then there's no weekly management. We have all different price points from that, from $20 to $100 to get in. And they draft every night. All these drafts are going off every night until the start of the season. We have high stakes leagues as well. You can play from $125 per league to $2,000 per league. So we have all different leagues to sign up for here at Real-Time Fantasy Sports. Just go to rtsports.com, click on the football link at the top of the page, and sign up for a league today. And now here's my interview with Howard Bender of Fantasy Alarm and Sirius XM Fantasy Radio. And I'm joined now by Howard Bender of Fantasy Alarm. He is the VP of Operations, Head of Content at Fantasy Alarm. He's also the host of the Fantasy Alarm show on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time. you got to check him out on the Fantasy Alarm show. It's a great show with Jim Bowden. And also follow him on Twitter, at RotoBuzzGuy. RotoBuzzGuy, that's his Twitter account. Howard, thanks so much for joining me again on the podcast. Appreciate it. Jeff, thank you so much. You also forgot uh, uh, Chief of the Mock Draft Army on rtsports.com. Oh, I, I don't know how I forgot that, but it, it's great, too, though. I, I definitely agree, though. People need to check that out, too. It's a great tool to get ready for your drafts. We host it, and we're proud to host it, and Howard's done it for years, and we appreciate you using our site to uh, do it as well, Howard. I wouldn't pick another platform to do it on, man. It's absolutely fantastic. You guys are great. The customization makes it so easy to just fall back and forth and do super flex leagues, whatever mock draft people want. So I thank you guys for that, Jeff. Yeah. So, Howard, before I get into our receipt, we're up to receiver position preview on our podcast today. We're going position by position. We're up to receivers. But I wanted to ask you about, just what's going on at Fantasy Alarm? I know you guys got a lot of great content you're producing right now. Uh, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, what's going on at Fantasy Alarm. Well, the focus, the main focus, obviously, in the offseason has been our draft guide. Uh, and if I could do a shameless plug, it's fantasyalarm.com slash draft now. You'll see all of those links all over rtsports.com. Uh, uh, but what we've done now is that now the training camp has started up, uh, what we've offered to everybody is a ton of free content, like positional breakdowns so that you can get QB-specific, wide receiver-specific, whatever you want to do. Uh, in addition to, to those position articles, we do training camp battles, ADP TV videos where you're seeing risers and fallers for, uh, for your drafts. So everything that we're pumping out right now is free, so that you can just come on over, you can you can get the uh, the, the complimentary work here for your uh, for your draft prep, 
Uh, and then it's, it's a good way to just kind of test us out and say, well, is this a, is this a subscription that I'm going to want to purchase or is this not a subscription that I'm going to want to purchase? And, uh, and I have no problem letting, you know, everybody on the team let their content speak for itself by, uh, by just giving all this away. I, I love it. I think it's great, great stuff. Yeah, I definitely recommend everybody check out fantasyalarm.com. They do produce a lot of great content there. Definitely help you get ready for your draft. Now we're going to help our listeners get ready for drafts uh, with the receiver position preview. First question I wanted to ask you, Howard, is just how are you approaching the position? It seems like from year to year it kind of changes. A couple years back it was receiver position is the least uh, risky, so you want to go the, go go with those guys early. It was kind of the fad to go back-to-back receivers with your picks, but it's changing like it does every year. So how are you approaching the receiver position this year? Well, number one, you know, the thing about the wide receivers and, and the thing that I think that the people just seem to forget is they are quarterback dependent. If their quarterback is not throwing the ball well, then the receivers aren't going to perform well. If the offensive line is trash and the quarterback has no time to let the plays develop, well, then what's going to happen to the wide receiver uh, in that offensive scheme? So, you know, it's kind of interesting. For me right now, the way I've been handling it is that if I'm in the second half of that first round, uh, you know, and and I mean, you know, or even like, you know, fifth, sixth uh, over there, I have no problem taking a DeAndre Hopkins or a Devontae Adams or even a Julio Jones. I mean, these are these are number one receivers. These are, you know, they get all the yards. They get all the targets. They've got great systems in place. Their quarterbacks are chucking the ball to them uh, super often. And so I'm okay with that. Um, but then what I've really started to see is that, and especially in the PPR format, is that I back off from, from the position. Uh, and instead of diving into, like, the digs and feeling range there, what I've tend to do is uh is i tend to go to that like early third tier maybe late second tier to some people where it's like dj moore mike williams jarvis landry like those type of guys and i start kind of bulking up a little bit on them so i do find myself going very running back heavy early on if there's an elite out there who i really covet like an adams or uh or a hopkins I will grab them, but then I'll go back to the running back position pretty hard after that and then, you know, float down to that other uh, level of wide receivers and build my depth that way. So you mentioned a couple guys already uh, with my first question, DJ Moore and Mike Williams, but how about some guys that you're targeting that you're getting a lot on your early rosters? Anybody standing out to you that you seem to be uh, having a lot of, lot of uh, luck with getting on your teams? Um, well, yeah, I mean, DJ Moore is definitely, you know, I float back and forth between DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. If somebody jumps at Moore a little bit early, then I'm, I'm fine to wait a couple of rounds, uh, and get myself, you know, a little, you know, Curtis Samuel in there. Um, as far as guys who I'm, I'm trying, Mike Williams is definitely a target of mine. Jarvis Landry, love me some Calvin Ridley. Like if I don't get Julio Jones, I'm perfectly happy going for a Calvin Ridley type guy. He's the opposite receiver of, uh, of of Julio Jones, who will see all the double coverage. And, we, you know, we've seen a dirt-cutter system and how much he loves to pass the ball. So I think with a, with a healthy Matt Ryan and the fact that they play, you know, 13 of their 16 games inside a dome and, or in warm weather, 
Well, then that just that turns me on to Calvin Ridley even more, that he's going to see the, the targets. They are going to go pass heavy. So he's a guy who I'm definitely jumping on a lot as well. I heard you mention Jarvis Landry. I wanted to get your thoughts on him because he seems like it seems like a lot of owners are maybe kind of down on him a little bit, and his price tag's pretty good. So you you think he could have some success in that system with uh, Odell Beckham there? Oh, I do. I definitely do. I think one of the things that we saw with with Jarvis Landry um, was that he arrived to Cleveland, you know, relatively late in the sense that he and Baker Mayfield didn't have a ton of time to get on the same page. And what we've seen with Landry working out of the slot, and we saw him do this a lot uh, in in Miami, it's a lot of short, quick timing routes. Uh, And if he and Baker Mayfield aren't clicking totally, well, then we saw what we saw last year. We saw flashes of them connecting. Now that I think that Odell Beckham is there drawing coverage, stretching the field, uh, and, and we're a year into, more than a year, into Landry and Mayfield working together. I think the timing's going to be there this year, and I love the fact that the price is suppressed because people are so down on him, thinking that Odell Beckham's just going to see all the targets. So how about on the flip side, some guys you're avoiding, maybe players you don't want any part of for various reasons, either their situation with their quarterback or price tag, whatever. Uh, how about some guys you just don't want any part of right now? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's going to go against the old group thing here, but I, I'm I'm out on Chris Godwin. I know everybody thinks that Godwin is going to be uh, this amazing receiver in Bruce Arians' system, but are we really that sure that Godwin is primed for a breakout here when you still have Mike Evans, you still have O.J. Howard, um, you know, like you, you go back and you look at Bruce Arians' history uh, as a coach, and really how many times have you seen, you know, three wide receivers or three, you know, two wide outs and a tight end really thrive, uh, you know, for fantasy owners to the point where you're like super stoked about it. So, you know, I think a lot of people are valuing Chris Godwin as like a fourth round or a fifth round pick. Uh, I just think that's too pricey for me. I'm not going to. You know, I'm I'm not going to get involved in that one there, and that's you know, it kind of like uh, kind of like Corey Davis. You know, it's like everybody. You know, Corey Davis was amazing in college. Corey Davis, this. Corey Davis, that. Um, yeah, and why do you guys keep overvaluing Corey Davis? It's still Marcus Mariota trying to get him the ball. So, you know, I'm I'm out on Corey Davis just as much as I'm out on uh, on Chris Godwin here. All right, so. Uh... Everybody likes a cheap bargain, a good late-round flyer. Anybody you like in the receiver position that you're getting late in drafts that you think is definitely worth uh, the risk uh, later in drafts? Um, I dig me some Anthony Miller on Chicago. I think that he's going to end up getting back to those red zone targets that we saw him grabbing. Um, Tyrell Williams. Like, why are, why are we leaving Tyrell Williams to the 11th and 12th round of, of our drafts? Antonio Brown is a nut job and could walk out on the team at any moment here. I mean, listen, you know, I, I don't think he is. I mean, basically, Antonio Brown's just like, I don't want to practice. He doesn't want to say, I don't want to practice, so he's coming up with all these lame duck excuses uh, because they're going to be on hard knocks. They're on hard knocks, and, you know, nobody wants that public crybaby stuff. But we gave Calvin Johnson a pass back in the day. I think A.B. can get a pass from the Raiders on this front, but – you know, with all of the nonsense and all of the craziness here, well, then if Antonio Brown's getting double covered or Antonio Brown's not even there, 
Who's going to get the? Who's going to catch the ball? It's Tyrell Williams. I love how he stretches the field. I think he's a, a fantastic option. And then you know, and I'll, I'll take the number two in Dallas too. Is don't tell Jim Bowden this, please. Please do not <laughs> tell Jim Bowden this. But I will tout a little Michael Gallup late in like you know the thirteenth round because Antonio uh, and Amari Cooper's heel that's bothering him. Plantar fascia. I mean, listen. Uh, I'm a baseball guy at heart, and every time I hear plantar fasciitis and somebody starts talking about that, I immediately remember Chipper Jones and how that destroyed his career. So to know that Amari Cooper has this condition that is only really curable if you stick him in a boot and you tell him not to move for like two weeks, three weeks, is going to be an issue. So Michael Gallup on the other side of the field there from Cooper, I think he could step forward into a, into a really nice spot. Rookie receivers, it seems like every year there's a group that emerges that posts big numbers. For this year, I don't think there's a clear favorite right now, but you know someone's going to step up and have that big year in the rookie class. Uh, Who do you like out of those rookie receivers? Well, it's definitely not Nikhil Harry, and it's definitely not DK Metcalf right now. Oh, man, the stock (laughs) drop on those two over the past two weeks has been – uh, I mean, meteoric <laughs> as far as a, a descent goes. It's unbelievable. Um, you know who I kind of dig? Uh, you know, Miles Boykin might have a bit of an impact in Baltimore there, gelling with, uh, with Lamar Jackson. There really are no other wide receiver options in Baltimore. I mean, what, Willie Sneed? Are we really going to put our eggs into Willie Sneed's basket? So I think Boykin's got the the, the, the potential of doing something. And then, uh, and then Jalen Hurd for, uh, for, for San Francisco. He's probably another under-the-radar, late-round pickup there who has the ability uh, to just do better things. You know, the, the Dante Pettis is not having a good camp, but neither is Jimmy Grapes. I'll give that also. But Pettis isn't having a strong camp. Marquise Goodwin has never been the be-all, end-all for a lot of people. I think Hurd has... Uh, has the potential of just kind of stepping into a, a bigger role here um, and taking the place of like where we thought Debo Samuel was going to be. I'm going to give you four receivers. I feel like they have very similar value right now, especially with where they're going at ADPs, uh, their ADP value right now. Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett. I might know the answer to this question already but from what you previously said, but who do you like out of that group and why? You know the answer. You know Calvin Ridley. There you go. <laughs> listen, you know, listen, I, I, Kenny Galladay is another guy who I think has a world of talent, but you have to be concerned about, A, the run-first scheme in Detroit, B, Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, he's great for the, the chuck-the-ball-downfield late-game comeback, but overall, I mean, are you getting the consistency that you should be getting from, from a guy like Kenny Galladay if you're going to draft the dude? In the fifth round, Godwin, I gave you my, my concerns there. Ridley, I told you exactly why I love him. And then Tyler Lockett, listen, it's a, it, you know, he's, he's a good, solid option. He's not going to have that touchdown-per-catch ratio again this year. I don't think anybody could ever have that kind of a ratio again. Um, but we're also talking about it's a run-first offense there in Seattle, and, you know, with Lockett there, I mean, he's he's the only option they have with Metcalf now hurt, and Baldwin is gone. So Lockett's going to draw mad coverage there on, on himself in that, uh, in that passing game. So I'll take Ridley all day. All right. He likes Ridley. Howard likes Ridley. So 
Howard, we talked about Antonio. You talked about Antonio Brown a little bit being a nut nutcase, and we all will not disagree with that assessment of him. But from a fantasy perspective, how are you going to go about approaching him? Do you want any part of him at all, or are you just going to just let him go to somebody else? No, I'm actually I'm I'm going to take him. I, you know, he's fallen to the tail end of the second round, uh, early third round. So, I mean, if I have one of those, you know, first top three picks and you know, I grab Barkley or Kamara or McCaffrey with that first pick. When it comes back around to me, I, I honestly, I mean, if I, I'll probably grab another running back there as well. But I'll, I'll grab Antonio Brown. Listen, it's it's a good price for him. He is the number one guy there. He is very talented. And you know, at some point, you got to just say, you know, uh, I'll put the crazies aside as long as I know that he's there and he's playing. You know, that's a guy who I can invest in. He's a game changer there. It's not like, you know, the Melvin Gordon situation where the dude could hold out the entire season. Brown might cause you a couple of headaches, but Brown will also win you a couple of weeks in fantasy. Yeah, Howard, I definitely like your assessment, though, with having the top four pick and then taking a chance on somebody like Brown. I think sometimes that gets overlooked a little bit, though. I mean, when you can get a stable elite player having a top four pick, I think it – makes it a lot easier to take a chance on someone like Brown or even if we're talking about a holdout running back like Melvin Gordon. I think it's definitely a, a big advantage this year when you have one of those early picks. I don't know if I don't know if you've had a chance to draft out of those early spots much, but I, I have a feeling you feel the same way I do. Yeah, I do. I've, yeah, I've done a, a number of mocks where, where I've had that, that front pick there, and it does just feel like a, like a good spot to be in. Um, especially if you're drafting really close to the wheel there, and you can end up, uh, you know, double tapping the receivers right afterwards, and it affords you that ability to take that chance on Antonio Brown and really not lose too much of a step behind him with your picks. So I want to talk about Rams receivers now. I think they're kind of a tough call. There's three of those guys there, all talented, all of the potential hit the thousand yard mark, especially. Uh, if you consider the Rams could be a little more pass-heavy this year with the concerns at running back, the load for Todd Gurley maybe trying to lessen that a little bit. you got Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. I think it depends on price tag a little bit uh, when it comes to evaluating them from a fantasy perspective. But who do you like the most out of that group, maybe uh, for your fantasy team? It kind of depends on really on, on what – if it's a standard league um, – I'm definitely in on Cooper Cup because he's the guy who gets the uh what you would call it. he's the guy who gets the red zone targets. Um and that's just that was the way it it was when he was healthy and I think that's the way it goes back to it. If I'm playing in a PPR league that has all these big play bonuses, then I I might lean towards Brandon Cooks because he does catch those passes uh, in an excess of 20 yards. So um, you know, I, I think that, that that's the, the format there. And then if it's just if it's like a regular PPR league, listen, I'll, I'll, I'm happy to go with, with Robert Woods because he does do so much work between the 20s. And can he break into the ends, you know, into the red zone work? Yes, he definitely can. And we've seen it happen there. So, I mean, if I had to rank the three of them as far as what my preference would be, it's kind of funny. I would probably go Woods, Cooks, Cup for PPR formats and then for standard formats it would probably go uh Woods Cup and then Cooks after that. Okay, so the other big news receiver news recently was Josh Gordon got reinstated. Kind of a polarizing fantasy figure. You got 
all sorts of different opinions on him. Where do you feel comfortable picking him? Um, you know, when I ranked him, uh, when when he got reinstated, I ranked him just inside the top 30. Um, so he's actually, funny enough, he's in like that Calvin Ridley uh, kind of range for me. So, you know, if it's like the sixth or seventh round, I don't, I don't mind taking a look at, um, at, at Josh Gordon there. I think he will get the looks. There's obviously, there's a whole lot of risk baked in there. Um, no pun intended, but, uh, there's, there's like, it just, it, it's, you're, you're at that point where you're, you're saying, listen, here's a guy who's worked with Tom Brady before. He wasn't spectacular with Brady in the past, but he was definitely good. To me, I mean, <laughs> I'll take that shot if he falls to me in the seventh or eighth round, but like to reach for him in the sixth where a lot of people are doing it, um, I, you know, I just, I, I just don't know about it for me. Um, I, you know, I've seen people having to deal with addiction, uh, in, in, you know, my, in my real life. And so, you know, I, I, I have the, the utmost belief that if Josh Gordon really wants to get better and he really wants to, uh, lick this addiction problem, then he needs to get out of football. He needs to stay out of the limelight. He needs to stay away from the dudes who love to party all the time. Uh, you know, he just, he needs to pull back from that and really take stock in himself. The problem is, is that that's all he knows is football. So he feels like, you know, he should be doing what he does best and that's play football. Uh, but you know, he just, he can't balance that out. So, you know, for me, I'll, I'll take that risk if it's like seventh or eighth round, but you know, you, you give it to me any earlier than that. Uh, and, and I'm not interested. Howard, great stuff. Really appreciate it. Again, it's Howard Bender. He is on the Fantasy Alarm Show on Sirius XM Fantasy Radio every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You can follow him on Twitter, at RotoBuzzGuy. Also, highly recommend, like he talked about earlier, FantasyAlarm.com. Uh, they have a lot of free content on there right now. You can check them out, get ready for your drafts. Howard, thanks so much for being on with me today. I appreciate it. Jeff, an absolute pleasure, man. I appreciate you having me. And that was my interview with Howard Bender of Fantasy Alarm and Sirius XM Radio. I want to thank Howard for doing a great job on the podcast and helping you get ready for the fantasy football season by previewing the receiver position. We have another position preview left before the start of the year, and that's a tight end spot. So stay tuned for that one to be released in the next couple days. This has been Jeff Power for Real Time Fantasy Sports. Have a good day, everyone.